for the nightcap tonight, uh, we're going to be discussing failure, how to deal, how to let go, and how to turn that failure into success. I think particularly now in pandemic times, um, you know, it's like one of the biggest things we have to face. Um, and I'm going to be pretty raw and pretty honest about the things that I've been facing uh, up to now. Uh, in terms of the organization I started seven years ago. Uh, I mean, the journey begins more than like, more than 13 years ago in 2006, but it actually doesn't really get started and actually launched and uh, actual activity until 2013. And after seven years of building, I have to be very honest, um, after seven years of building, pandemic times hit. And pandemic times hit, and when they do, uh, it's one of the most devastating blows uh, I have had in terms of financially, uh, in terms of uh, where the organization was headed and the things that it was in the middle of doing. We had already leveraged up so much in terms of where we were going to be headed. We were about to make, we had already made uh, major investments into um, a lot of things for 2020 when 2020 came crashing down and um it took me a while it took me a while to to bounce back up from that um at the very same time uh on a personal level uh i see my mom go down we rush to the emergency room uh and we we have mom be diagnosed with cancer that becomes part of the storyline with 2020 and beyond all of that we also begin to face covid in the pandemic and so you have three things compounded, one on top of another, um, in terms of failure after failure, uh, and or, or risk after risk, and you just see risk compounding upon itself over and over and over. And the big question I had to make at that moment in time was, where do we go from here? Where do I go from here? Where does the organization go from here? Um, how do we step down from all of these leveraged positions where we had begun to invest big time? I mean, big time, like the very little that I had to my name, it was all leveraged. It was all invested. It was all in. I was 110% in for 2020 uh, and then some utilizing lines of credit, utilizing all sorts of things that I could. Um, and, and, and because 2020 was gonna be the year where we were gonna reach a brand new level. Well, it all comes crashing down. And I think that um, we've all experienced some sense of failure in one way, shape or form throughout life. And I think that one of the biggest lessons that I've learned up to this point, uh, up to this moment in time is just the fact that from those failures come so many lessons and from those lessons you can actually build so much more and so that's what i thought i'd bring to the nightcap roundtable this evening just have an honest raw conversation about uh moments that we faced and how we have begun to confront those moments and turn those moments into something positive that you can build on and i certainly have a lot of those moments that happened way before 2020 uh it's not i think i think I think we live in moments in time where, in a moment in time where you, you want to build a narrative for yourself that's so positive, and yet I think showing vulnerability and showing what you've, how you've gone down, how you've learned from that, and, and how you fold that into your future, and you begin to explain your future, I think that's so much, so much more powerful than just going down the line of, Everything's perfect, everything's great. Everything is going down the right way, the way it was supposed to. Uh, I'm, I'm living a perfect life. No one lives a perfect life. No, no one lives that perfect life. Everybody has the same fears, the same uh, questions, the same stumbles. And I think the more we share uh, about those stumbles, the more we kind of open up our hearts and just begin to be raw about it and real, I think the more human connection we make and the better possibilities we have to build on those human connections. I've kind of separated everything that, that I am working on in terms of capital. And I, I've, I've had this conversation with a lot of friends and I see a lot of friends populating the room right now, which is just amazing. If you're not aware, 
we're live on seven different platforms, including Clubhouse. Clubhouse has been like this amazing uh, development because we can have raw conversations uh, live in person. You can just drop in, say a few words and then bounce out. And that's kind of the beauty of uh, that platform. So it's still in beta. Uh, if you want an invitation, you, we can probably get you one and you can come on in and just have a raw discussion with us. But I wanna get real about failure. I wanna get real about uh, understanding where we go from here and 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 how you kind of uh, can turn this into something uh, stronger. I have Karen, Andres, Kim, Jell, and Peter joining us in the room. And uh, I, I'd really just like to go around the table and maybe uh, have people share some of those moments. I mean, I'm, I'm sharing with you guys uh, a moment that I've already gone through the year 2020. I think 2021 is reframing things, resetting the table, and it's proving to be uh, quite a good year thus far. I, I knock on a little bit of wood, maybe, uh, so that so that things can, go, can keep going in the in the same direction. Um, but I, I kind of shared that moment with you. But I don't know. Maybe Karen, you want to uh, share a little bit. Um, you and I go way back, and you and I you you and I have shared a lot of these moments in private. But I'd love to like learn a little bit more about where you are right now, where you're headed. I mean, you have gone all into film and the creative space. That is not an easy space to be in. And particularly creatives have to keep their energy and their vibe up to be able to be creative. And at the same time, there's all these questions about how you achieve profitability in, in a creative space. And I've been there, done that. I just kind of wonder how have you uh, kind of navigated these waters and, and, and what have maybe been some of those moments that you've experienced some of this in your own life? Um, yeah, I'm super happy to share. Um, well, first of all, thank you for hosting this. Um, I think the question of failure um, is not as definite. You know, it's like when you fail, it's just like anything in life. It's not like, oh, today I arrived and I have failed today. But it's more of this, these periods and these moments where things are just not working out. Um, on aligning you with like your intended either career path or spiritual path or whatever purpose you're seeking to fulfill. Um, but a, a failure for me um, was college. So, um, you know, I was always very involved in high school, um, attending summer camps, trying to en enrich myself with extracurricular community activities and all set to quote-unquote, have a successful college career. So I go to a private school right out of, right out of high school and thinking that once I'm there, I'll be able to apply for scholarships and be savvy about the way I'm involved in activities and raise more funds to finish school. But uh, my immigration status was a big um, uh, hold or a, a big, like a big barrier because I uh, as an international student, there were there wasn't a lot of aid available, and so on, so on and so forth. So, I was there for three semesters before I finally realized uh, this isn't something that I can afford, and it's not really a sustainable career path for me. Um, I was studying 1819. I was studying philosophy, and I always knew that I wanted to go into film, um, as you know. As, like that's like my life goal to make films to make movies so it's like okay well college isn't really a, a, a direct investment in that in that passion or in that um, purpose that you're trying to fulfill so I came back to Laredo pretty aguitada I was like oh my god like I'm coming back into my hometown like all I wanted to do was to leave and life shut me up super quick you know like this arrogance of trying to come back and thinking that you need to leave and thinking that oh i'm gonna figure it out once i get there it's like no like honey step back and um be humble figure out like why is it that you're rejecting this place so it was this really long process of i come back to laredo to my hometown from austin in the fall of 2014 then a couple of months later, um, I see an ad on the paper that they are bringing an independent film into my hometown. 
And to me, that was like, oh my God, like, what do you mean they're gonna make a movie in my hometown? It, it's like, it's major. Right. So I go to this casting call um, and I tell them, look, I have zero acting bone in my body. I'm not interested in being an extra or ha- getting a small uh, minor role. I want to learn how to make films. So I was super, uh, I think with the experience of having, you know, gone through school and not really fit in those roles that are available to students that attend like private white institutions, um, I was like, I need to figure out my own path. So um, people, I mean, I guess I think people in the production appreciated that initiative or that drive and they're like i mean yeah we need people we need to figure out she's a local she knows she knows where things are and that began this really entry or introduction into into the film industry that um i was able to meet people that i think when i was in high school or when i was younger um i thought people in laredo who have creative pursuit creative um interest don't really exist here there's not really a group or anything that links these people together, I need to leave. But working through this production, I learned, hey, there's actually a lot of people just like me who have the same interests, the same um, ambitions, um, different skill sets, and hey, there's there's more of us. So, you know, that was back in 2015. So five years later, what's happened since, um, you know, school was a big failure like financially and um i guess time wise like it took me seven years to finish a degree and but the lesson was that the path the traditional path wasn't really one for me but i had to figure out how to use the resources around me to build something that was more fulfilling and now we've created this organization called the laredo film society that exposes young people or old people, um, people from from all walks of of life to alternative cinema, educating the community about the different types of stories that can be told. And we not only use this film as that tool, but it actually encourages people to make their own films because that lesson of college of needing to leave to you know, quote unquote, get an in into an industry ended up being a fallacy for me. You can, there's a lot of more power in creating stories. If, if what makes a good film is the power of the story, then all you need to find is a good story. And the U.S.-Mexico borderlands is, you know, the petri dish of good stories. Everything happens here. Everything goes through here. Um, You know, we touch people from all walks of life. Right. So, um, that was the lesson, and that was the path. I mean, Karen. I, I mean, Karen. You you sharing you sharing with us is uh, is awesome because I think people need to know more of these stories. And and you mentioned something that's kind of interesting, very interesting to me. And and that that is that um, that when you're on that path, um, you start getting in your head a lot. And I, I I noticed you begin to talk a lot about how you felt while you were going through all of this and. I think one of the first steps to realize when you're in the middle of a fa- uh, like a, of a failure is that it's most of it, if not 90 to 100% of it is like all in your head. It's like you, you, in, you begin this internal dialogue that's just incredibly suppressing and it's like, oh my God. And, like, and, and you, this dialogue almost seems like it's, it's real. Like it's, it's just a, a dialogue that's telling you, you know, either what, your friends would have thought, your parents would have thought, or other people would have thought. It's this internal dialogue that kind of, I don't know about you, but in my mind, it would it gets really loud. <laughs> and you're like, okay, um, I'm, I'm really messing up here. All right, this is really, oh my gosh, what are other people thinking? Sometimes we go there. And it's like, I, I think one of the first steps that you can really take uh, in that in that free fall uh, to break it is is to realize first of all nobody really cares or is watching you that closely to really be paying attention to this particular failure you're on and even if they were does it really matter you know absolutely and I, I, don't know if- I I think there um, we make 
so as you're talking about that dialogue is you start seeing your actions from the perspective of somebody else what you assume they're all like that perspective is and i mean like you said nobody really is thinking of you all that much yeah. it's like well what are they going to think that girl left her home left college because it was too expensive it's like well that's nothing to be ashamed of frankly um um and and if and and people are not really thinking those things um and if the, and if people are paying that much attention and being that critical of you um you know that's just a sign of like something not cool in their life but or that it's you're not something that we should be devoting our energy to absolutely or that you're doing something right you know it's like one of the other things is i mean you're in the storytelling business all this is doing all this stumble this failure is doing is making your story that much better like your story that much more intriguing that much more nuanced it's making you unique it's it's part of these things these experiences that make you unique and if you begin to see it that way and begin to come to terms with it and and be at peace with it and then are able to flip it into a story uh a narrative like i mean you're in the storytelling business in film it's like if you could it just makes for a powerful i mean uh, i don't know about you <laughs> i just maybe this is too much sherry but it, whenever i get in that mode i'm like watching rocky all the time i'm like watching all these movies that are like about getting like being beaten down and moving back up right I, i'm i'm constantly doing that and that's just because i think that there there is power to that narrative that story once you've lived that experience and it goes without saying i i don't want to like underplay someone's negative experience cuz we're we're all in pandemic times going through some level of failures or negative experiences that we rather not really be living right now and some of us have to deal with economic uh, financial constraints uh really big hard questions but i i guess what i'm trying to say is is if you manage to get you know everything in order in terms of of your thoughts and and start looking for the path forward it'll 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 get better it'll get a lot better um andres i i want to introduce andres into the group uh andres is another good friend him and i go way back and uh we've we've talked politics on uh election night when we when when i began kind of messing around with this idea of going live and live streaming with friends because i missed our evening conversations so much or our dinners or our drink nights or our our coffee days uh when we would talk about ideas and one of the people that i would always like to talk ideas with was andres it is it, it's been like this for years uh andres is now kind of in the political economics world academic world but uh in this case we're just going to be talking about personal life i mean andres your thoughts on the topic today maybe you're willing to share some of those tough moments that you faced and how you've dealt with it but i mean it's something that we all go through hey yeah um happy to be here um thanks for for the invite uh on this lovely night yeah it's a it's a hell of a topic right yeah. um it's it's been a it's been a wild year i think you know for me it's kind of really been this interesting story of of managing both things that that i'm experiencing as failures but then also like the 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 darker side of things that you're experiencing as successes yeah so so you know like for, like i i've had a pretty wild last 2 3 years right and so some good things have happened in my life um but but one of the with the challenging things about all that is like you start to face imposter syndrome and you're like oh man am i going to am i going to fuck this up and everybody's going to realize like i suck you know like that kind of stuff in terms of um with negative thoughts and and you know our mental health um and and how you know we just we live in a society that's very cutthroat Yeah. Um and and so much of our stability you know depends on like running that hamster wheel, right? Yeah. Um and so like people are really afraid that like if you don't if you don't keep go, you know, if you don't keep going, you get you get pushed off. Um it's a combination of like well maybe you're not going to be able to pay the bills 
and uh, at the same time maybe like people are going to start looking at you a certain way and you're going to get judged and whatnot right so yeah you know i think i think these are all things that people deal with and struggle with and it's you know it's a little taboo to talk about like mental health and 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 these sort of uh, pressures that we have so you know like i know for me while a lot of like really really great things were happening in my life like professionally in like in politics and stuff you know my, my father had uh also been diagnosed with cancer and he was going through the treatment yeah and kind of just power housing through it you know it's it's interesting because him and i you know he comes from just a totally radically different past and narrative than i do right like he's like he he grew up in, a, in another country you know part of the the, the global south in south america you know where things conditions are much different you know grew up in a much more uh, working poor working class environment um had to struggle through all that left his country came to this new place had to figure out like what to do um didn't understand the language very well and figured out his path right and then yeah. like i'm kind of like this new generation that comes in where he tried to make sure that I had everything because he didn't have it as a kid, right? Yeah. So it's a it's a totally different story. And so in that sense, like my, my father is very used to just like this really intense resilience that I think a lot of immigrants have. Yeah. Um, like things just can't knock them down, right? Like he, he got diagnosed with cancer and he's just like took it and he's just like, all right, well, I guess like I'm going to become like a, an athlete <laughs> so I can <laughs> so I can like, you know, handle all of this stuff. Um, and then like, you know, me and like, I think my generation were, we, we're a little different and like, we, we prioritize a lot more like developing our emotional intelligence, yeah. um, you know, our, our communication skills, but you know, maybe we haven't been forced to like have a certain kind of like hardcore resilience. Yeah. Like, like, or at least I'll just speak for myself. Like I, I haven't. Right. Um, so all of that has been, has been rough and uh, a lot of growth has had to come out of that. And, and for a while, I mean, like last year. I mean, by by the end of it, like around the time that we last spoke, Hector, you know, when 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 the election came around. Yeah, we were talking about politics and election. Yeah. 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 Like my 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 mental health, like my well-being was like on the floor. Ugh. I was I was just shot. Yeah. It had, been, it had been two years of feeling like all of this pressure. And when you're in politics, you know, you have to learn to not take take things as seriously because like everybody's talking shit. And, yeah. and, and and sometimes people's differences of politics like are a personal affront to like you and your existence and your community. Right. Um, and there's like these like serious implications for that, right? Um, so you have to kind of learn to like have very thick skin and that's been a learning process for me as well, right? Like not getting triggered by people saying horrible things on social media. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot easier said than done. And you're real active in social media, man. I so. am. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then like you're, you're trying on one hand, like you're doing like progressive politics, which is threatening to a whole bunch of people. On the other hand, you're trying to like change academic paradigms, yeah. right? People spend their whole careers learning something. And then like here comes Andres and he's like, no, it's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, I'm so I'm so thankful that you're willing to share your story because it's like, Listen, I, I know I've been there. I mean, 2020, I just opened up, you know, talking about my own, my mom's uh, uh, cancer diagnosis herself and then going through pretty much the face, the facing of, I was staring bankruptcy for my organization straight in the face. Uh, just because of the pandemic, we were leveraged so high in terms of the investments we had already paid out, already made based off of revenues that had either already come in or were expected to come in. And to get to get that blown out from under you while at the same time getting, you know, pretty much the same feelings of, of that I have for my mother. I am also a first generation American. Um, I mean, for that's that's a, that's definitely tough. And I think that one of the biggest things that that I that I had to trap that I had to go on my own journey about in 2020 was trying to put things in into boxes of like, all right. Um, these are the expectations I had for myself. And these are expectations and they're only expectations. And this is 
my reality of where I am, the resources I have and what I can do to function with it now. And then I had to create another box of, these were my like desires. Like these were the things I wanted to do past tense, like in the past prior to all of this, but life has changed. It has changed it like intrinsically in such a way that it will never be able to come back. And once I was able to, to, and I'm just sharing a personal journey. I am by no stretch of the imagination a psychologist. I'm an entrepreneur, a uh, social entrepreneur, and I'm, I've, been I've been dealing with these entrepreneurial pressures and creative pressures uh, for the better part of seven years. But it's like, I mean, I can share what I experienced and it was that, man. And so I, listening to you and what you were going through and what you, you're still maybe going through, I, I think that we can all begin to kind of share pros and cons of, of these moments. And I think that the biggest the biggest piece there is just there the we have to learn how to re regroup and how to take time off. And if there's one thing that the pandemic has made everyone do is do a heavy pause, do a heavy reorganization of priorities. Uh, in, in your case, in my case, maybe family became like reprioritized. I was I was so into my my travels in my or my professional life, just like you were, that I, I forgot, you know, the, the 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 true value and the true importance of the things that really matter in life, which had to do a lot with family and, and, and all of that. And so Man, that's a powerful story, man. I'm glad you're able to, you're, you're, you're willing to open up. It's, it's more, it's important that we all kind of just show who we really are. And I think, I think there's power in that now. Absolutely. So, uh, I got, I got gel here in the, um, I got gel here in the, in the conversation as well. Uh, gel, I mean, we've been conversing on and off throughout our experimentation in this. I mean, you and I have been chatting for for, I mean, since I went live with the election night coverage too with Andres, so <laughs> what your thoughts thus far on these uh, positions of vulnerability that we all have to face and how you've dealt with it and how you've begun to let go and, and maybe start thinking about your next moves. Bro, we've talked about this. Um, I mean, I've had a, a rough couple of years. I mean, when we first reconnected last year, um, I was telling you about some of the things that I was going through, but, you know, I, I dealt with severe, you know, just mental health issues. And, you know, when it comes to the topic of failure, I feel like I've failed up until, like, the end of 2020. Um, and, you know, not just a failure. And when I'm talking about failure, I'm not talking about, like, I despise my existence. I'm talking about like just a whole bunch of micro failures, like yeah. all of the decisions that I could have made that I was too afraid to make. Um, all of the things that I wanted to do that I decided not to because of how other people would look at me. Yeah. And all of those things add up. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where like now I'm finding like, all right, gloves are off. Like I need to change myself. I need to change the way that I think. And I need to pursue something that I ultimately love. Um, and you know, we've been we've been tracking, you know, like my progress with everything. And it's a day-by-day -day learning and understanding of you know what I'm getting myself into, but it's also showing me that the people that are around me actually support what I want to do. And it's not really or all of those thoughts that I thought people were gonna have. Um, we're, we're self-inflicting and I'm the one that's telling myself these things, but ultimately I'm not in their head. So I don't know what it was that they were really going to say. Um, so I think that through noticing all of my micro failures, I'm finally excelling and it's because I'm becoming who I actually am. Um, and I'm able to now grow. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not still dealing with mental health or any of that. Like, I, I'm one of those, you know, Latinos that, that at the beginning, I was like, yo, I don't need therapy. You know, that was never a thing that was instilled yeah. in me. Like, you, you, you man up, you know, for lack of a better phrase, and you get it done. And, you know, I've learned how important it is to be able to talk to somebody to really understand 
you know, what you've gone through to learn how it's changing you and what you want to do and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, so, yeah, dude, uh, I think that at this point, I look at failure as a good thing, as long as you're looking at how can it make you better? How can it make your product better? Um, how it's going to change your personal environment for yeah. the best. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I, I, want, I do want to shift the gears a little bit, like once now that we've shared kind of what we've faced and where we've been, uh, just kind of some of the, some of the basic uh, tools and resources that, that I've been able to kind of rely on and to figure out next moves and what to do. And maybe we can all begin to share what we've done uh, if, if there's something that was powerful for you. And again, I, I, I just believe in this whole model of just sharing and being open, transparent with people. And that in that connection, in that personal connection is where you find other tools, other resources to kind of shift your direction and where you're going. I mean, going back to the discussion that I was having with Karen at the very beginning, this discussion of your narrative, your story, I I, I do I do see my life a little bit as as a as a as the story that will eventually be told, right? And and I've, I I don't know. There's always been something about me that I've always been in that in that mode. And I, I've told people this before, and I think many of you know this that are uh, good good friends, personal friends of mine. But it's like. I, when my grandfather passed away, I started counting days. And so I realized that, okay, the average lifespan of a human being is 28,000 days. Subtract the number of days I've lived. Okay, I've, I've lived already upwards of 15,000 days. I've got, if I'm lucky, under 15,000 days to go. I got to make every day count. And so that has been a double-edged sword in my life. It has been something like that gives me fuel when I need it, but then also it makes me feel sometimes like I just wasted a day. <laughs> and so I, I, it's been like a good a good thing for me, but it's also been something negative. But going back to the, nar the narrative piece, it's like it, these moments that we've all faced. It's at the moment you can realize, come to come to terms with it, remove yourself from the from from that particular moment and see it for what it is, an opportunity to learn, you can begin to analyze it in so many facets that allow you different directions in which you can point your life and where you want to go. And so I was having a conversation with someone um, uh, about a day or so ago, and it was about the fact that they were starting a business and they wanted to advise people on finances, but the one thing they did not want to tell people about was the fact that they had failed in their own finances before and that that's what had led them on this path. And I was sitting there going, are you kidding me? Like, that's the strength of the story. It's like, if you can, if you can tell people very honestly, very openly, without being disingenuous and just being, listen, this, this has been my life up to now. This is, these were the lessons I learned and that's where I took this turn in my life because of these particular things that happened to me. If you can get to a level where you can be that transparent with someone, that is like a powerful force and it, it, it builds a human connection. And I think that it can help you in your, in your process of not only building, but also letting go, letting go of that negative, um, connotation that we're carrying from our internal dialogue. Like, and, and I don't know if, if you guys have had similar experiences or you want to share perhaps how you've, you've dealt with it and shifted your mindset. Uh, but I mean, for me, that's, that's been powerful. What have been some of the things that, that you've done to kind of shift the way you think, uh, the way you look at, at yourself in this, in this journey of life? Uh, anyone that that's up on the stage, you free to go. Therapy. <laughs> go for it. Therapy. Therapy. Important. <laughs> we need to we need to destigmatize it. Yeah, yeah, uh, we really do. But uh, yeah, like within that context, like doing self reflection um, and you know challenging some of the toxic thoughts yeah. that uh, that we have, but then that we carry. Um, but I think also it's like really important because we live in such an individualistic society that people blame themselves for stuff yeah. that like is not about them. You know, we have a, a, a violent culture and we have a very unequal society 
we're seeing that kind of all come to this climactic point right now. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, you know, it's going to continue getting a little better. But a lot of people are kind of raised to think that it's their fault, like something's wrong with them. And I think like part of the healing process is to realize like we're all growing. We have to we have to unlearn a lot of the really toxic things that we are inst- that are instilled in us. Um, toxic worldviews, ways of judging ourselves, judging others, behaving towards others, you know, things like that, uh, letting go of that. Um, and, and, you know, I think that that puts you in a, in a much healthier position to deal with the things that are out of your control. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, uh, I, I think that, that for, for me, that, that bit of trying to let go of the toxic was very, very, was very, very key. I, I think that there's, it, it, it can revolve around people. It can also revolve around thoughts. It can, re, it can revolve against, uh, around expectations, toxic expectations. Like there's so many levels of toxic that you can experience in, in life, particularly in a creative pursuit, particularly in like a, a, a pursuit of a passion, like whether it's politics, Andres, you're involved in that, whether it's film, Karen, you're involved in that, whether it's the restaurant industry, Gel, you're involved in that. It's It doesn't matter what, what your passionate pursuit is, but there are levels of toxic you need to be aware of and you need to be able to like almost with a precision knife, once you identify it, just kind of cut it out and try to put it to the side. Some are, some are more difficult than others to let go of. But, um, if you can get yourself to that, to that place, it gives you a much clearer head on, on how you move forward with those creative pursuits, with that entrepreneurial experience, with that creative experience, with that political experience. It, it, it really doesn't matter what, what field you're in. Um, but I, I think that, that we translate some of these moments so powerfully that, that it's like, oh my God, I just failed. And sometimes it shuts us down and it makes us no longer want to pursue that. When when sometimes it's like, it's almost the opposite. You can, you can now relook at it from a different direction and say, well, maybe I was doing it like the wrong, the wrong way. And I, I can, I can share a personal experience with that um, along, along the last seven years of my life. The initial, the initial like founding and, and, and like ideas that I had. And, and Andres, I think you and I were at the embassies together at one point, like all, like seven years ago, uh, you know, going embassy to embassy, trying to build a international scholarship program for, for, for students. And I, that project actually ran five years and it, it, I can't believe it's been that long since we went to those embassies. It's been, it's been a ton of time. That's nuts. It's seven years. So it's like, um, that was like back in 2013, I believe. And so like, anyways, we, we do, we do all of this. We go to the embassies where it took me five years on, on this, this intense pursuit to sit down with governments, to sit down with with educational, uh, you know, representatives, educational uh, secretaries in different places in Latin America, to sit down with major university presidents and all this, and to try to actually make this go. I became so infatuated, so like obsessed with this project going, because this was gonna be my calling card, that I almost had like blinders to the point where it, I didn't realize that there were so many avenues I could be going down. And so five years into it all, right prior to the pandemic, in and when I'm in like a much better, clearer headspace because financially I'm a little bit more at equilibrium and the like for the organization, for myself personally, all this jazz, I start realizing, wait, like, is this, and I start realizing, a lot of truths that we already knew. Universities are way too expensive in the United States. The even with scholarships, the odds of, you know, this this being able to work for anyone from a lower middle class, heck, even higher middle class uh, Latin American to come study in the United States is already going to be pretty hard to begin with, even with a scholarship. And so I start realizing all these things, and I don't realize uh, until that point, and then through the pandemic. I get shoved through like this, uh, you know, pandemic times with like you know, all this financial crisis. It's I realized that 
a lot of the assets I already had were staring me in the face and I hadn't even seen them as such. Like, it's like I had had blinders. I was working just on one project and it just kept me from, from, from looking forward. And so the moment I was able to cut those kind of toxic pieces away, the, the, the pieces that I was obsessed about, the, when I was able to also realize, you know, the, the colleges and universities aren't really assisting much in the growth of my organization and I'm doing too much for them. And I was able to kind of cut that out and begin to really focus on more initiatives, more people, everyday things. Like when, when I was going and meeting people, I that's when I started realizing, oh wait, snap, like there's another route, there's another path along the same trajectory that I wanted to be on, but there are multiple paths. And that only came once I had already come to terms with some failures, like this, this one project of building like the largest scholarship program, it, it was, you could build a scholarship program and it could be a very influential one, but the level of impact was it worth it uh and then at some point at that point i began to retool and i think that everybody has to kind of go through that inventory i'm not sure if you guys would be willing to to share some of some of those moments uh in your life and and how you retooled or or what what particularly happened uh for you in 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 those particular uh facets i don't know karen would you would you be willing to share yeah, that's that's such a good question, like what it takes to retool. And I I don't think it comes all at once. Like no. I don't think some, like one thing happens and you just like figure it out. Um, I think I was thinking about your previous question of what steps have you taken to kind of like jerk yourself out of like this rut? Um, yeah. And sometimes and, and I think it's also part of this question of retooling. Um, sometimes it's rest and sometimes it's stepping away from the day-to-day -day, um, um, immersion of, 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 of the challenges you're in. Um, and, it, and it's when you step away that you can see it through a different perspective. And um, so that that's one thing that helps me. Um, Retooling, um, I think, um, I don't, I mean, I think like I, I had the example of, of, of failing through, through school, but I, I guess that's a, even though that's a quote unquote failure that I've already, that I feel like, oh, I've already gotten over it because I've, uh, you know, I, I graduated. That doesn't mean that um, now that I'm out of school, I don't deal with failure any longer. Like I, I think it, it's it's a feeling that stays with you during the day, um, whenever you're not accomplishing the things or meeting the marks you set out for yourself. Um, so having patience with yourself and making sure you stay on a particular um, track, I guess, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. that, that's been the way I've, I've, I've adjusted. So for example, like now we have the film society and we are, you know, the goal is to have a film festival where we tell all of our stories, um, um, stories of the border. And we create a community film school where people can come in um, but then there's challenges like in the day in the day to day of accomplishing that big goal. Um, you know, sometimes there's not enough manpower. Sometimes you have to attend to responsibilities that pay the bills rather than really investing in your passion. So this feeling of like failure, like it feels constant because it's like, well, we're not we're not there yet. We haven't hit the mark, but learning to manage it and being um, like like I said, patient and recognizing where there is improvement and what are the things you need to be cultivating. Um, that's, that's part of the process of retooling. Um, I don't know. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thankful that you're willing to share. And I think part, part of the process of retooling and coming to terms with it also as, as you're running inventory on your life, I think that 
there's a point, there comes a point where you start seeing certain things differently. Once enough time has passed, like you were saying, all right, so college, it's enough, enough time has passed there. Uh, but you know, there's other moments where you're not, you're not at peace with it yet. You're not ready to really look at it from different angles and from different perspectives. So I, that's, that then becomes your journey at that moment in time to just run that inventory, go through that process of coming to peace with it. And then once you've come to terms with it and been at peace with it, then that's when you can begin to look at it from different angles and begin to take all of the lessons that you learn there to use your, to, to, to utilize for your re retooling process. And I think the retooling process is sometimes much more inspiring than, 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 than the process that uh, you were originally on or that was your original ambition. And I, I've been through that enough times. I mean, I ran for political office. I always wanted to be a politician. Uh, and then I realized, well, wait a second, like, do I really want to be a politician? After having run for office, I lost miserably and it was a failure, right? But I mean, even there, I learned so much. Like I, I, I learned so much that to this day is still dropping gems in my life. And it's part of this whole retooling and being able to re-see things in different angles that, that maybe you never thought of before. Um, Andres, any, any thoughts on, 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 the, on the comments from Karen or, or your own journey in relation to this? Well, I guess I'd just add that sometimes when you do that retooling, you realize that you're a totally different person that you were yeah. at former stages in your life. And that's, you know, that requires some grieving sometimes, letting go of things um, and like rediscovering who you are, who, you, who you're becoming who you, and who you've kind of become. Um, sometimes that involves like forgiveness for yeah. things that maybe you didn't accomplish, maybe you regret, um, maybe you're upset that, you know, oh, wow, like in my 20s, man, I did some dumb shit. And you think <laughs> back, <laughs> you think back and you're like, wow, why did I, what was going through my mind, you know? Yeah. Like, why, why did I do that? Yeah. Um, and so it's easy to get hung up on that and then just kind of get stuck there. And I think a lot of people as they're going through their life journeys have that difficulty with like letting go and you know really trying to internalize like a like a learning lesson i i suppose with with that process that that's so important um yeah that's what stands out for me the most oh man you, you just mentioned like a, a, a key word uh, and that was forgiveness uh i think i think it took my entire 20s and maybe the first half of my 30s to learn to forgive myself on a lot of expectations I had or failures I had experienced uh, whether it was like in, in a like a personal level or on a professional level it really didn't matter it all kind of mashed together and and I think that you're right man I mean you just mentioned a word that I mean I for me just yeah, you got to learn how to forgive yourself. And, and and then also to come to terms with maybe uh, prior things that you're not that you're not that you're not comfortable with uh, prior things that maybe you didn't like about your past. Uh, maybe that you didn't you didn't really think of yourself in the best light. Uh, but if you can come to terms and at peace with that, then that gives you the license to begin to analyze it from different angles and just make yourself that much stronger and better in terms of how you're going to be from that point forward. And if you can actually tell someone the story of like, can you believe the things that I thought of? Or the, can you believe the person that I was back in this like crazy time of my life? And then look at, look at me now. Like, it's just, I think it becomes that much more powerful going back to the film analogy that, that, that got in brought to the table with just like, the narrative of your life it's like if you can actually get to a point where you can see it with that nuance and tell the story about it and and and, and really be able to to show people hey like this is really you know what were the pivotal moments in life that that really shaped me and you can share that with others it just opens you up to so much more and and that's i think that that's that that's part of the process that we're getting at all right so failure happens if you can mitigate the circumstances, address them immediately, figure out ways to survive, and then from that point forward, begin making steps proactively 
in this new narrative process of your own life, I think it it opens up so many assets uh, in terms of turning it into a success, which I do eventually want to get to. But I think we've gotten at like a lot of the main points on how you deal with failure, how you let go and how you turn it into success. From from my from my point of view, um, you know, I, I think that w what we've seen is a couple of stories. I mean, number one, uh, every one of us goes through real impactful moments. So if for one second you think like, oh my God, I'm in this alone. Oh my, like who else could be going through something like this? Oh, there is probably like a good number of people going through exactly, if not worse than what you're currently involved in, maybe with nuances, maybe with different directions, uh, maybe with a different storyline. But at the end of the day, you aren't alone. You aren't like the only person experiencing this. And I think that if you can make that connection, that's like, that's like a big, a big moment on how to deal. Then moving forward with the letting go process is, is, is something that becomes a personal journey. If you can mitigate the current circumstances that you're facing in terms of that failure, whether it's financial, whether it's personal, whether it, whatever it is that's causing this internal disruption in life, if you can mitigate those circumstances and get to that second level of beginning to let go, that's a personal journey. And it's a journey of analysis. It's a journey of taking a look and trying to figure out the lessons from that. And then you go kind of like into your third phase. Once you have the lessons inventoried, once you realize the power of that story and what it can become for you in your life, then at that point, it's like when you're beginning to make the turn into turning it into success, bringing those lessons into future life experiences that you want to now, based on all these things you've learned, begin to make moves on that and begin to build on that. And I think that if you can get to those moments in life, it's a powerful combo. It doesn't matter the level or the degree of failure that you reach. If you consider it an internal failure, whether it's personally, professionally, it doesn't matter in what category of life that this occurs. If you are able to then come to terms with it, mitigate the circumstances, figure out the way out by utilizing your, your, your support system, your network, uh, reaching out to people to look for that, to mitigate those circumstances immediately. Um, and if you can begin to move forward from that, there is no greater teacher in life than that. And that should be worn on your chest like a badge of honor. It's part of your story. It's part of now who you are. You have learned so much from that experience. You can now take that and build with it. You can now take that and inspire others with it. You can now take that and turn that into one of the most powerful forces in your life. And so I think that that's what I've, I've, I've come to understand from the discussion with all of you around the table today, uh, tonight for the nightcap. I mean, we always dive deep on like significant issues. Today was one of those nights. Uh, any, any parting lessons that you come away with got in, uh, from our discussion this evening that, that, that you'd like to crystallize. I, I really appreciated hearing everybody's um, journey through failure. And I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I think failure is inevitable part of life and growth. Yeah. And it's, it's what connects us. It's, I used to think it was like our, our shared humanity, but it's, it's our shared, like our flawedness. I don't think that's a word, but it's our flaws. Like, you know, we all, yeah. Um, go through hard times so, so. It's, it's absolutely right and on a on a, on a next conversation Karen, I, i'd love to dive deep with you on creative